Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. I'm so very happy that I can speak to you today a message of hope for your life. And in the next few messages, I would like to speak about faith, about miracles and about what God would want to do in your life. He wants to do great things for you. And know that if you read the Bible, you will find the will of God and you will see the workings and the doings of God. And you will see that God always wants to work for his people and do good to his people. He loves his creation and he's always working to restore his creation and to bring life to his creation and to bring healing and all sorts of miracles. And I don't know who you are, who is listening to this message today. But if you are in need of a miracle for a certain area of your life, a certain aspect of your life, listen to this message closely. And as I will close in prayer, I believe that when we agree together in the mighty name of Jesus, that miracle working power will flow to you, into you, into your circumstances and and into the area of your life that needs a miracle. God is the miracle-working God. He has not changed. His hand is not shortened. His power is not any less today as it has ever been in history and even before the history of man, because God was there in the beginning, and he will be there always. And he is here right now. He is here for you to do a miracle for you, in you, And he wants to touch your life with divine power. And that will always be good. What God does is always good. He will do something good for you today. I want to go with you to Luke chapter 6 and read several verses from verse 6 all the way up to verse 10. It's a familiar story, but it's a powerful story. And it's a wonderful story, especially if you start seeing yourself in this story and what Jesus would want to do for you today. On another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking, and said to the man with the shriveled hand, Get up! and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. And then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? He looked around at them all and then said to the men, stretch out your hand. And he did so, and his hand was completely restored. You know, I find so many things in the miracles of Jesus. Of course, it's always wonderful to read a miracle of Jesus for the person who he has touched and healed or what kind of a miracle he brought in their life. But I also see that those miracles have so much more to say, even to new generations, even to this generation and the generation to come. Here is a man with a shriveled hand. Now, I don't know about you, but I could imagine if I would have a deformed hand, a shriveled hand, I would not walk around showing it off at everyone. I would kind of hide it and 
maybe put my sleeve over it or cover it with a, a blanket or some covering. And, you know, it's not something you would be proud of. It's not something you want to show around. And so I can imagine this man who had this shriveled hand who was kind of hiding it or at least not walking around in plain sight trying to show it to everyone. And I can see that not his whole body was sick, but there was only a small part of his body that was deformed and, and that was not the way it was supposed to be. But yet that small part of his body that was sick had an effect upon his whole life, also on his body because he was limited because of it, but also mentally and emotionally and spiritually. I believe in shame he would hide his problem. And I think we can recognize ourselves in this story, and maybe you know exactly what I'm talking about today, because there is some part in your life, some aspect that you are hiding, that you are ashamed of, because it is shriveled up, it is deformed, it's not functioning the way it's supposed to function, it's not looking the proper way, the way it's supposed to look, and it's something that is affecting your whole life, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, that one part of your life that is aching, hurting, that is shriveled and deformed, is affecting every aspect of your life. I know this happens. You know, maybe it's your marriage. Physically, you're completely whole, but there is something in your marriage that is shriveled up. Your relationship has shriveled up. There's something not functioning right. There's some deformity there. And that thing of your marriage problem is affecting your whole life. It's giving you nerves in your body. It's making you even get migraine headaches or tummy aches because of all the worries and the stress. Maybe it's even affecting how you can focus upon your job. It's affecting how you are raising your children. In other words, it's affecting every aspect and area of your life. Maybe it's not your marriage, but maybe it's your finances. Or maybe it is something in your body. Maybe a part in your body that not everybody can see. Maybe you're having problems in your intestines. Or maybe you are having problems that you are unfruitful. Or maybe there is some other aspect of your life. But somehow the enemy has been able to deform it and to make it not to function the way it's supposed to function. And now it's affecting your whole life, your whole relationship. It is even affecting your relationship with your creator, with your heavenly father. Well, today I'm so glad that Jesus, he called this man to come and stand in front of everyone. I think this was the last thing this man wanted. He wanted to stay in the crowd. He wanted to stay unnoticed. And especially with that problem of that deformed and shriveled up hand, he wanted it to be hidden. He did not want other people's pity. He didn't want other people to start talking about that problem he had. You know how this goes in your life, maybe. You don't want to mention your problems because you don't want behind your back people talking about your situation and about that thing that is not functioning right in your life, the thing that you are deformed in or that you are hurting in or the thing that is causing you so much pain. You don't want others to talk about it. 
You don't want to talk with others about it. You don't want it to be noticed. But here Jesus says, come to the front. Stand in front of everyone. Well, you know, that took a step of faith. That took a step of boldness. And I found many times people in church, I'm talking about the believers here, this was happening in the synagogue. This was not happening somewhere on the street. This was happening in church, we could say. And I found that many times the believers in church can have this problem in their life and they are ashamed of it and they don't want to talk about it, but yet they need help and they need a miracle. But because of their shame or some other reason, they are hiding it and they don't even dare to talk to their pastor about it. And you know, the Bible says you need to go and talk and and ask for prayer, but somehow you just don't dare to go to the front and you surely would not want to draw any extra attention to it. And so you're trying to solve it yourself, maybe in your personal prayer time. Of course, that is okay to do. And that is what you should do. But I find many times in the Bible, in these situations that you need to be bold, you need to take a step of faith. And when there's the altar call, or there is that moment that you can go and ask for prayer, don't be ashamed of your need. Don't be ashamed of your problem. But go and ask for prayer. Let them anoint you with oil. Let the man of God put his hand upon you and pray the prayer of faith. You know, something will happen in your life. And many times it's that shame or that feeling that we are trying to hide that problem that we don't dare to ask for help, the very help that we need so desperately. But today, with your problem, go with it to Jesus and don't care what other people think. Yes, there were those accusers there, the Pharisees. And you know what I like about this story? It says Jesus knew that they were seeking for a way to accuse him and to stop his ministry. And they wanted to get rid of Jesus. Jesus knew this. And it would have been so easy to let that man stay with his problem. I mean, why would Jesus stick out his neck? Why would he reveal himself there in the midst and take this position which he knew would bring harm to himself, which he knew they would use to accuse him, which they would use to finally hang him on the cross because they were always looking for a reason to hang him on the cross. But you know, Jesus, he loved this man so much that he didn't want to leave this man with his problem So he called him to the front, knowing what they would do with it and knowing they would accuse him with it. But, you know, he rather take that accusation and heal this man of his problem than to keep his mouth shut and not take a position and leave this man with his problem. You know, I'm so glad that Jesus, he loves us so much that he took the shame. He took the scolding. He took the blame. He took the accusations. He took the whip. He took the spitting. He took all that the Pharisees and those so-called pious people were throwing upon him. He didn't care about it because he knew he was rescuing you and me. He knew he was delivering us of demonic power. He was breaking the curse over our life. He was setting us free, not only in this life, but for life eternal, life to come. Oh, I'm so thankful 
that Jesus did not think of himself and that he said, well, if I do this for John, they might accuse me. They might use this very thing to hang me on the cross. You know, my sin did hang him on the cross and my problem did bring him the whip because he took the whip for my sicknesses and he took the cross for my shame and my guilt. And I'm so glad that he took that cross for me and that he took that curse for me because that's the way he broke it over my life by taking it upon himself, by dying my death, by carrying my curse and my sin and the punishment upon the sin. He took it all upon himself and he didn't mind to carry it for me. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, my dear friend. He carried it for you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, this is a moment to just raise up your hand and to say, thank you, Jesus, that you didn't mind the cross. You didn't mind the shame. You didn't mind the suffering because you did it to set me free and to touch my life and to bring restoration in soul, body, and spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And so Jesus, he called this man to the front, knowing that these Pharisees would accuse him with it. They wouldn't accuse the man with the shriveled hand, but they would accuse him. But he took that accusation. Oh, my dear friend, he took it for you. He took it for me to set us free. And he called him to the front. Oh, that man needed to come out of the crowd with his problem. And so many times we stay in the crowd and we stay with the crowd with all those problems. But you know, Jesus is calling you today and he says to you, get up and stand in front of everyone and stretch out your hand. He had to stretch out that very part that was aching, that was hurting, that was deformed and shriveled up. And he stretched it out to Jesus. Oh, stretch out your problem to Jesus. If it's your marriage that needs a miracle, oh, stretch your hand out to Jesus and say, I lift my marriage to you right now. You see how the relationship has gone down and how we are standing on the point of divorce. Oh, Lord Jesus, I don't hide it for you but I bring it to you. I need a divine touch. Lord, I bring my body to you, your temple that needs a touch of healing. I bring my broken heart. I'm not hiding it, but I'm, Lord, I'm stretching it out to you. You see how it's aching, maybe how it's full of darkness, how it's full of pain and suffering. I'm not hiding it, but I'm stretching it out to you, and I need a miracle there. Oh, Lord, Break that yoke over my shoulders. Oh, Lord, set me free today as you set this man free of his problem. You know, the priests and the Pharisees, they didn't want to help this man. No, they were too busy with their religion. They were too busy looking all perfect for the people. And they didn't have a love and compassion for normal folk, normal people. But Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Oh, the Son of God, he came down with a compassion and a love for the beggars and for the normal people like you and me. Oh, we are not influential and powerful and rich that we could enrich him, but he came and he made us rich. He became poor to make us rich. Oh, he died to bring us life. 
Religion could not help this man. The religious people could not help this man. Nobody could help this man, but Jesus could. Jesus did. Hallelujah. Jesus helped this man. And you know, today, I don't know which part of your life is shriveled up, which part of your life is deformed, is hurting, or is aching. But Jesus came down. He's not ashamed of you. Don't be ashamed of him. Don't think you can hide your problem. He already knows about it, but you need to come to him with it. And I want to ask you today, oh, it's a sweet invitation. Bring your problem to the Lord today. Oh, don't hide it any longer. Don't seek your help in religion and with religious rituals. Don't seek your help with uh, medicines and doctors. I'm not saying I'm against these things of human help, but go to Jesus. Oh, let's go to Jesus right now. He is able to do far above what we can think, ask, or pray. He is able to do what man cannot do. He is able to do what medicine can't do. He is able to do what no person in this world can do, and he gives it freely, and he gives it because of his love. Oh, he has such a love for you. My dear friend, there is nothing which is too great of a problem for him. There is nothing which is too small of a problem for him. You can bring it all to Jesus right now. Oh, that one thing that maybe you are hiding, that you are ashamed of, that you don't want to be noticed, and you're trying to carry the burden yourself, but it is affecting your whole life. Let's bring it to Jesus in prayer right now. Oh, stretch it out to him. If possible, just stop the car for a moment or just turn off the telephone for a moment and just get on your knees where you are or just stretch out your hands to heaven and say, Lord, I bring this need of my life to you. I don't want to hide it any longer. I don't want to try to solve it myself, but I surrender to you completely. I lift it up to you and I confess I need your help. I need a divine miracle. If you don't do it, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this mess. Oh, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are able because you paid the price on the cross for my problems. Oh, Lord, you paid the price for my sin and you took the whip for my sickness. And Lord, you are able to help me in every situation. Oh, Lord, I lift this problem to you today. I don't hide it any longer, but I stretch it out to you today, and I ask you, touch it with your divine power. Oh, Jesus, I pray for all those that are stretching out their problem to you today. Maybe it's in their marriage life. Maybe it's in the raising of their children or with their grandchildren. Maybe it's in their finances, in their body, in their emotional life or in their heart, Lord. They're stretching that shriveled hand to you. They are stretching that thing that is deformed, that is affecting their whole life. They're stretching it out to you. And I know that you are more than able, you are well capable of restoring that part of their life, that aspect in their life. I ask you now, touch them from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Touch them right now in soul, body, and spirit. Touch them right now in every aspect and area of their life, Lord, and bring a change, bring a divine change, 
bring a miracle right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We believe it, Lord. We are believing right now for miracles, for a divine touch, because you are the same today as you was there in that chapter of Luke. As you touch that man, so you are touching us today, and you're doing it because you are well able and because you love us and because of your grace, all that has been bestowed upon us. Thank you for this. In the mighty name of Jesus, that change is happening right now, and it will become visible in the area of their life where they need that change. I thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 